This is Debates on Tap. It is good. It's very good. <laughs> podcast where we drink, we argue, and someone wins. Prowler. I like to know them first before I prowl them. Well, but that's the bit. Welcome to Debates on Tap. This is a wait. I see. Well, my quote unquote co-hosts and quote unquote friends are censoring me a little bit. They won't let me say the things I got to say. But I'll, but what I can say, what they're allowing me to say, is that you will rue the day that you cross debates on tap. This is what I know. Mm-hmm. Can you? You can lock Mark, me up, Vargas. Mark this. Yeah, 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 yeah. You Mark, can lock yeah, me up. You can chain yeah. me up like your dog. But guess what? You chain a dog up. I'm still going to get to the end of the leash. <laughs> Attack dog. <laughs> yeah, that was a great, great impression. Great bit. Um, Vargas, uh, can you like Brian just ear my rue the day? Yeah, yep, yep. You Bar- got the day. Bar- yeah, 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 I'm just gonna cut it up. Wow, that's that's a hell of an energy you bring into the, the podcast. Yeah, I well, I, I it's it. been pent up, I so <laughs> can't say, can't say shit. I'm just gonna turn you right in a cage. Down a yeah, just uh, boy. Speaking of cages, <laughs> this is debates on tab. This is a podcast where we drink, we argue, and someone wins. I'm Brian. I'm Brendan, and I'm Vargas, and we're drinking. What yep. are we drinking? Uh, this <laughs> is Snake Saturday, by the way. It is Snake Saturday. Which I think I told Vargas this uh, this earlier. I think it's the Valentine's Day of bars. <laughs> <laughs> totally made up just to get people to buy stuff at the bar. Right. Well, the actual concept of Snake Saturday is not, but the whole like why bars embrace it. Yeah. Probably. Every, is that what you meant? I'm sorry. Yeah. You, oh, you yeah, commercialize yeah. it to, to sell your wares, to hawk your wares. Yes. With green beer. St. Valentine's quote unquote existed. Yeah. But... Well, uh, well. Yeah, you know, just like he wasn't really driving snakes out. He was driving <laughs> heathens out. Yeah, what the fuck is snake Saturday? I legitimately don't know. It's a whole thing where St. Patrick may his soul rest in heaven next to the right hand of God. Um, Why'd you hold your left hand out? Well, I was just I was just I was just allowing St. Patrick to walk past uh, me because you were looking at. Him. Yes, correct. <laughs> it's correct. like a mirror. Uh, basically, Patrick in Ireland, there was a snake. Yeah, and he got them all out. And he basically piccoloed them. You know, like, the what's that? Pied Piper. Pied Piper yeah. them out of the fuck out of there using uh-huh. God's will. Pied uh-huh. Piper. And then the they just celebrated it on, for St. Patrick's Day by getting the snakes the fuck out. Oh. I think that's it. I make, I'm probably making up a lot of that. But and again, a lot of that's positive. allegory. So this is just go out and drink. Yes. Before St. Patrick's Day. Yes. Because St. Patrick's Day is on a Thursday this year. Especially. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's actually why they did it for when St. Patrick's Day <laughs> falls on like a weekday. 100%. So they're like, yeah, just come out on snakes. Uh, snake Saturday. Yeah. That's that's alliteration. Let's use that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something you can get drunk two weeks in a row. Yeah, basically. So Absolutely. Uh, but right. yeah, well, there we go. That's Snake Saturday. So a lot of but like a lot of places opened at like nine bars open at like 9 a.m. They, they serve breakfast. Cool move. And Get some beer. of them scotch eggs up in you. <laughs> uh, today, we are drinking from our friends at Stockyard Brewing Company, Cerveza Royale. We don't have a lot of Mexican beers on the show. I thought this might be a change of pace, and it is. It is a change of pace, and it tastes like a change of pace. Oh, I just mean it has taste. Yeah. It does. <laughs> it tastes. Yeah. You guys don't like Mexican beer, do you? Wow. Come on. That's a hard end. Wow. On this podcast? I don't. It's no, not like I, we, I enjoy, we hate all Mexican Modelo's beers. very good. Um, Modelo's pretty good. Um, yeah, no. we have we have, we're friends with Mexican beers. It's not we don't hate yeah, we, all. I Mexican mean, I have beers. a Mexican beer friend. So I mean, like, what do yeah. you want me to do? No, I, I enjoy a good cerveza mm-hmm. and uh, things like that. This is uh, uh, Starcard Brewing is a very good brewery. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's just like 
the way it's been canned, the way it's been something. It's, it's just, just something there. There's the like a, it's the like a, just tongue. a weird like mouthfeel. Flips the mouth, the tip of the tongue. But it's not that's the tip my, of the tongue. It's, it's my warm up. It's the it's the ankle of the tongue. It's back. Oh yeah, <laughs> towards the throat. Yeah. Well, that's that's. I mean, again, we've had great beers from Stockyard Brewing. We have good experience there. Yeah, I'm drinking it, aren't I? It's going down. I mean, it's a beer. I think our first podcast outing was to Stockyard. You guys remember that? One of the first ones. Wow. For sure. I think you are correct yeah, about that. Because yeah. we're checking out local breweries. Yes. To have on the show. And do? we use it as, a, as an excuse to get as like a, four flights. Trip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. We need to do that again. Can, can that, can we, we need to get um, somebody on the show to speak to this. Would that be a business expense? Yeah. We would need a business account first. We need, mm-hmm. we need, mm-hmm. no, well, we're all talking business. <laughs> You're not wrong. He's not but wrong. But I think to have a business accountant and a business meeting, we have to have some type of inflow of cash. Yeah, I have cash inflow to my personal <laughs> account, and I'm talking about my business <laughs> with my friends. He's not wrong. He's just not listening. Yes. Then it's like he doesn't even get us, man. Uh, why can't you guys just agree with me and say that our yeah, trip man. to the brewery is a business yeah, expense? Fine. Yes. Thank yes. you. 100%. Now I can lie on my taxes. <laughs> You might want to mark that too and cut that as well. Yeah, nah, fuck them. <laughs> they're not. Yeah, they're not listening. I know it's goddamn uh, IRS. More like suck my ass. No, I don't know. Thank you. I don't know. It's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> um. Anyway, what's what's new with my boys out there? What's new with my boys? Uh, you know, there's there was. Uh, there's, I'm gonna be a proud papa. I think. Well, I wasn't gonna talk about playing Elden Ring. I am playing Elden Ring. I know. I'm so so happy about this. You talked me into it, and videos on YouTube talked me into it. Um, it's a lot. Of, it's more fun than Dark Souls. And I told Vargas, he was like, "Well, is, are they still kicking your ass?" I'm like, "Yeah, man." But if they are, I can walk can around this open world somewhere else. <laughs> Whereas, like Dark Souls, it's like, yeah, "Why well, can't it's, just turn around the gated, alley?" You are gated there. Yeah. Um, similar things with the problems that I had with um god of war in some spots sure uh it was less it's not really an open world yes there, it's the like main area small you sandbox. get to yes is is kind of like the main hub area yeah with the snake that is but yeah and that's yeah but uh but this is truly open world i ended up in places that i was not supposed to be in <laughs> uh so yeah i would i would check it if you're not a dark souls fan but you like open world rpgs i would check it out um, it made IGN's top 10 open world games yes. of all time. Yes. And and it is currently, I mean, sales numbers is not equal good, but it is currently the best selling game of the year and just came out like two, two weeks ago. So it's, it's pretty wild uh, yeah. beating out like Pokemon RCS and then horizon and dying Di- like two. I think the other big one that came out, but yeah, yeah. It, uh, but I've had fun and there's also a documentary on Netflix called night stalker, which is oh, about yeah. Richard Ramirez came out in 2021 yeah, yeah it's only four episodes the only problem i have with it is it's told from the cop point of view so it's a little bit like uh it's a little bit like not cop worshipy but it is kind of like yeah oh wow we could have done this without the police it's like but you tell stories during about yes. all these about how the police didn't do police shit officers to help fucking up like <laughs> but the two detectives they they did a good job yeah frank salerno is one of them he's oh yeah kind of a very famous name big, big he also name, yeah. did the hillside stranglers Correct. Correct. um but yeah, I, w- I would give it a shot. It's only four episodes. They're each a little under an hour long. Uh, it's called Night Stalker. Again, on Netflix, came out in 2021. So. And, and you said, f- I'm sorry, again, four episodes, right? It's only, I believe it's only that's, four that's episodes. Nice. Yeah. That came out in 2021. From Did it come out in 20? I think it's like an hour long episodes. Yeah, about, just about, under, just under. Again, about who came again? Came out in 2021. Uh, it's about, it's called Night Stalker. Oh, uh, it's only four episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about um, Bo Jackson, right? Is that the, the, the. He's in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's in it. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
that's awesome. Um, I as well have been playing Elden Ring a ton. It's a fantastic game. Um, I could talk about it for a while, but I'm not going to because it's so good. Um, but anyway, so what I also did uh, a couple of different things. Uh, I went and saw the Batman. Ah, uh, uh, yes. A week or two ago, which is, I think, a fantastic Batman story because it is things in it have ha- happened that I've wanted a Batman movie for a long time where it's Batman literally figuring out a mystery with Commissioner Gordon. Like yeah. that's the majority of the movie as well as punctuated by some really great fighting action sequences. Um, I think the Batmobile sequence in the in the movie is is an all timer because yeah. it starts with basically the Batmobile intimidating somebody and boy, I was like jumping in my seat when that was happening. Some cool shit. Yes, and as well as I mean from top to bottom, I think it's gorgeous to look at. I think even though it is three hours long, I still think it's a very compelling movie to watch. Um, all the performances are also fantastic. Um, one little like interesting thing I've seen people is that it's not there's not enough jokes in it. It's so dark and grim and it's like there are plenty like there's a lot of funny things in the movie like that. Bat- you want Batman making jokes well, when he's hunting the Zodiac killer and that's the movie and a lot of Batman's responses to people are also are either hilarious the way he just stares at people like an alien who doesn't know <laughs> out of how human yeah. life is or how sarcastic he is like Batman is sarcastic frequently in the movie. Um, well, they say that's one of the highest forms of highest intelligence <laughs> form of humor. So the people I who mean, don't get it, it fucking makes sense. And then I mean, and then Colin Farrell plays penguin who knows what movie he's in and yeah. he's very funny in the movie. Um, and then there's many situations like um, in the movie Batman is known as vengeance and then everyone kind of throws that in his face like repeatedly to yeah. kind of make a dig at him and but yeah, I think it's it's fantastic and I would highly recommend it if you have any interest in Batman or superheroes and are kind of sick of every Marvel movie looking the same. This is something totally different and I, I would highly recommend it. Yeah, it's a very entertaining movie. I enjoyed it a lot also. <laughs> that's all I got. Perfect. That's all you got. I was going to talk about Batman. I thought you guys <laughs> oh. were going to talk about Elden Ring. <laughs> I think I talked about Elden Ring last week or two weeks ago and I, if you want to give me some time, I can talk about it. Do I have time? No. Do we have time? You have no time. Oh, you know what you could say? I rest my case. What? You could talk about how great now that now that we were actually recording after the fact how yeah. great the event went we did a, a charity event benefiting hope house i'm assuming that everyone listening was there uh Goddamn well better but <laughs> we raised i think i can speak to this we raised a, a, over fifteen hundred dollars that's correct for hope house ah, that's correct oh. which is great we gave away some great prizes fantastic prizes um I'm super excited. We've already begun rumbling about doing this next year. Some type of other event. It's going to make it an anal thing. (laughs) It's going to be bigger. It's going to be better. It's going to be. That's right. And we've already got a a, maybe a a fun venue that that wants to host and things like that. So we'll see. We'll see what shrinks less. And I'll say thank you to the podcasts. Mm -hmm. First, uh, first issue club. Who the hell is this for? Nightmare Junkhead. Uh, Be on the lookout. Soon to be something different. As of this, as of when you're hearing this, Uh they should have. Yes. New social media names on Twitter. I don't know. Like hypothetically, Nightmare Junkhead might be Ari Aster fan club. (laughs) Who who knows knows what it could be? Who knows? And maybe who the hell is this for is, you know, exactly what this is. You know who this is for. (laughs) That's I'd, really funny. Yes. Thank you. First we, issue we club. We're, we're, work, we're working on first issue clubs. More like last issue club. Second <laughs> issue brigade. What's no, a, what's no, a, no comics this week. What's a big comics uh, uh, insult? 
Oh, oh do we want to get? We want to open the oh, gates. Let's make them. Oh, uh, do we yeah. want to open the gates? Gates. That's it. Let's make them comics gates. Oh, Dan. No, no. <laughs> we're not gonna. <laughs> that, we're be, not gonna make me. Yeah, we're not gonna make them the the cyber frog <laughs> fan club. <laughs> not a fucking chance. Oh, good lord. Uh, uh, no, you'll see it Monday. You'll see. You'll yeah, see you'll, see, see, you'll see. You'll see. But yes, that was an amazing event. I know we we jokingly had to record a, a little. <laughs> Like wow, that was such a fun event. Yeah, you but know. it was. But it was amazing. I'm, I'm so happy the way it turned out, and glad we raised a lot of good money for Hope House. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we were we we were minus eleven, by the way, on Mario Golf. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we went minus eleven. Yes, Nightmare Drunkhead. They tried. They were minus four, I believe. They they yeah. tried. They, they showed they, up they coming. They were coming at us. So old Greg was he was putting it down as Princess Peach. Yeah. Um, we don't have to mention the other two. Another two. Thanks for coming. Thanks for showing Thanks up. Thanks for being there. That was awesome. Yeah, that was guys. great. Maybe next time it's your, if you're if it's your event, you pick it. Pick the. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I heard I heard that a couple times where I'm think uh, who the hell is this for? Our buddies Ty and, and Jeff who are just like wow, you guys really picked this game. I was like yeah yeah it's our event. <laughs> Who's hosting? Yeah, you didn't have Who's to names come? on the flyer. <laughs> I mean all of ours. Okay, but but. <laughs> Who made the flyer? <laughs> who made the flyer? Yeah. Now there's <laughs> that's how we get them. Whoever made the flyer gets to pick the game. Correct. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, what did we do last time? Well, last time we did hot takes. I asked my boys for two hot takes. Boy, did we? And Brendan got hot. Okay, let's let's takes. jump. Let me jump out in front of the scandal here. <laughs> Is I was We've going. Spread it I was going for parody nuclear. Uh, if you wanted me to come with something hypothetically. I think everyone should take some type of one a day supplement. I, you know, I would have done stuff like that. I didn't. I didn't know what supplement. Like you a vitamin, like a, like, okay, a vitamin, vitamin. like a one a day. I don't know if there's. Like I think another... everyone should. Everyone should take one. Yeah, we're not getting it from our food anymore. Um, yeah. some interesting. People, some See, people, now I can you. get behind that hot take. <laughs> now here's the thing. I'll, I'll give you both first. <laughs> so Brendan said Joe Rogan should not be censored, which it, in and of itself is kind of a a. a, a a strange sentence because I, censorship is a very complicated. Thing. It's complicated. Uh, and then you said Patrick Mahomes is overrated. Yes. Now Vargas, you said that is, that is correct. You went in a different route. I went in a slightly different direction. <laughs> and you said one thing that I completely agree with. And then you said one insane thing. So you said oh. media literacy should be a general education in high school yeah, requirement. Right. Yeah. Right. And then you said gummy candy is disgusting. Yeah. Again, I went in a slightly different route with both of my arguments. Yeah. Now I chose Vargas, <sighs> buddy, uh, and I figured out why. I'm gonna stick with Vargas, but I but I, I feel like I'm gonna. It's Brendan's fun. takes are two out of four of the reasons those types of takes that I deleted my personal Twitter. Yeah. yeah because yeah, so yeah, yeah. the reason I don't consider them hot is because I saw so much of them and Brendan and I discussed the Mahomes one in depth many times on even NFL on the show. NFL show sure. and in our private lives. So to me those two takes were not hot. They were just very irritating takes. I mean, is that did the definition get, of the yeah? Did they get? Did they get? I don't you think hot? it is. I mean, I was, fiz- but no, because I wasn't, because I had already been exposed to them. So oh, many times. Right, that's what I'm saying. Because right. I had seen them so much that for me, they were no longer hot takes. Now, somebody who signs into social media for the first time ever, and they're like, "What the fuck is happening? Why is this guy talking about gummy candy so much?" <laughs> So that's for me, for Brian. They were not hot takes. They were just takes that mm-hmm. I wanted to throw into a fire. Ah, make them hot. I wanted to make them. Hot. Oh, you wanted a hotter take than Joe Rogan should not be censored. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Your takes are really tepid, Brendan. They're very tepid. And the way you presented them was poor. If I need to, if I need to crank it up a little bit, I'll crank it up a again. Little bit. If yeah. I had not, if I, if it was the first time I heard those. Yeah, sure. But sure. Uh, I, I genuinely deleted a social media platform because 
of those takes. So, and now you just use the onslaught to, to post. <laughs> I, but I don't follow anybody. You know, it's only mm. heavy metal bands. Mm-hmm. Good. So good. Mm-hmm. Makes life easier. What are we doing this time? This time, I asked the boys to present me with the wildest, craziest, most unexpected movie that was. What's the best way to say it? It's proposed, but never made. But never made. Yeah. Now, the problem is, is you used the wildest. <laughs> Gladiator <your> 2. <laughs> Which Gladiator 2 is the pinnacle of the wildest. Yeah. Where, where, what's his name? Max. What, Maximus. Maximus. Maximus Aurelius. Um, actually, he wakes up in a heaven and then becomes a time traveling CIA agent. Well, he wakes yeah. up in Greek heaven. Yes. And he has to fight the Greek pantheon. And then that's act one. Act one. Yeah. Yeah. Act two is oh psych you're going to time travel and he work fights for the CIA. in Vietnam Insane. he like Fucking and then yeah and then he works for v- for the CIA yeah. like what the fuck are we doing which what like, are we doing not making that movie every year I know and and th- so that's the pinnacle and there are many movies out there that I think are fast like I mean just off the top of my head Brian and I were talking about this Jodorowsky's Dune oh yeah while I don't think it'd be a good movie it would be fascinating to see what he would and there is a really great documentary that would encourage everyone to watch about his vision and what he wanted to do for Dune. Yeah. Um, speaking of Francis Ford Coppola, uh, no, he really Scott made that really Scott wants to make crazy movies too, but, but Francis yeah. Ford Coppola wanted to make a movie called Megalopolis. Um, have you heard about this? No. So it's a movie. Is this your argument? No, no, no. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm just, this is just, this is just a little flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, Francis for get me hopped and bothered Francis Ford Coppola basically uh, wanted to make this massive, huge movie that no one would ever finance. So then he created a winery a vineyard uh-huh. that now he is self-financing for like over a hundred million dollars. His movie he's making. He's officially making. Okay. I think the mo- the movie. What's the movie Megalopolis and what's I don't I don't quite know oh, okay. what exactly it's about, but I know that like it's a, about this guy that opens a winery. So he, <laughs> he but finance. apparently it, it, it's like every time he's tried to get it made. Everyone is just like we're not touching that at all. That's that's really like the main thrust of it. Yeah, but now we are going to see it based on his wine. So it's like imagine having enough money where you can't fund a movie, but you're like, you know what? I could raise enough money if I opened a vineyard, if I opened a business, right? What I am going to do, and I think this is something Vargas and I have talked about before Mm -hmm. is uh, wait. Are you about to get in your thing? I guess. Well, let me I'm I want some pretense too. let's do some because I have a question for Brendan. Go ahead. I have a genuine question for you. Oh, unless you're doing it and then just hold up your hand like this. Take your hands from being down and hold them up. But Brendan's hands are always down. <laughs> what are your What are your thoughts on the ET sequel that was never made, dude? <laughs> Dark skies. Let's. Uh, well, so that's a famous Steven Spielberg one that was never made. Um, I don't know because ET. Again, we've discussed it. I think many times on this podcast that I his hands are down. My hands are down. ET is one of my favorite movies. I think it is one of the in the pantheon of movies. Not only my favorite, but also one of the best movies ever made. Making a sequel that takes you to ET's home world, I think, and then like does all kinds of crazy stuff like that, I think would ruin the mystique of that movie, you know? Yeah. And I don't think I don't think it should be I don't think you see a lot of day. The poster I saw for I don't know if it was like a fan poster or whatever. Sure. It was like they ET had like carnivore teeth. Yes, like vampire, not yeah. vampire teeth, but like monster teeth. If you've ever and I, uh, I've just recently, uh, my family went to Disney World Universal Studios a little bit ago, but they had ET the ride is kind of there's a portion where you go to ET's home world, and part of that is the sequel to the movie mm. essentially. 
So if you and and you could watch there's on YouTube you can watch like a ride through of the ride and you could see kind of how interesting like some of the vistas and things like that are but yeah I, I just don't I don't think it's to see the light of day it e. should not happen ET cinematic universe one <laughs> I'm googling right now I, okay so I I, I apologize. that was the only question I wanted to run by you before you do your preambles no thank you I appreciate it because I feared that would have been an interesting because the thing that was on a bunch of the lists that I looked at of like. Wildest yes. scripts that have never been filmed. Yeah, because so to dive a little bit into it, originally wasn't Close Encounters of the Third Kind supposed? It it launched from ET two, yes, which was supposed to be a true horror well, movie. Spielberg right? always had the idea because ET came after Close Encounters. So okay, all right. So he always had the idea of I wanting. So off. he made Close Encounters, which is a little bit like I love Close Encounters. It's a great yeah. movie. Um, it's but, spookier, but yes, it's it's a little bit more like atmospheric spookier. Like it's not scary per se, but it is like a little bit spookier about a guy who kind of starts to go crazy thinking about aliens, and then turns out the aliens are here. Yeah. Um. And then so then he made uh e- poltergeist or he tried was getting poltergeist off the ground, and he realized that poltergeist. That's why Toby Hooper famously. There's a whole thing about who really made that movie. Yeah, yeah. Even though it is a Toby Hooper movie. Um. As they were making um poltergeist he was like i kind of want to make this haunted house family movie but with an, an alien who comes to earth right so that's kind of what like it was all this weird interesting like bend side bendy stuff that he finally got to the idea of et and originally yes et was supposed to be i think after he kind of was like watching poltergeist be made he's like i don't think this idea i have for this little alien shouldn't be this intense. So then that's where it morphed into like a God, but can a you nice family. Imagine <laughs> it'd be a buck wild movie. Yeah. Can you imagine E.T. is a horror movie. It wasn't it already. He's terrorizing yeah. those little children. Yes, he is with love. Remember, no. Remember when he <laughs> takes over Elliot's body and he gets drunk and then Elliot's drunk at school. It's their connection. He doesn't take over his body. He takes over. He's not their, drunk. Right. He's horny. Just like <laughs> <Britain's>. <laughs> so. Anyway, so let's get it. Let's get into yeah, 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 yeah. This is a, a movie uh, that that Var- I think Vargas and I have talked about off the podcast, but I I feel like for the listener and to really get across Vargas's bow over there. Ah, uh, yes, the Tremors reboot. The Tremors reboot. Let's get into <laughs> it. So Kevin Bacon. No, I'm going to do John Carpenter's Unmade Halloween Four. Oh shit! Because the concept <laughs> is crazy, and to think of how close it got to coming, I think is is really crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It started to pre a little bit. John, John Carpenter got really close to coming, but uh, so we'll talk about the movie, but I, I, I think it, for the context of it and how it got to that point, I think is very important. Yeah, and we've talked about it. We had the slashers talk yes. where we had a little bit of like this flavor about like th- what Halloween meant in its in its heyday, because again, to recap that real fast, I'm not going to discuss it too much, but don't you dare the lead up to Halloween. Um, was the movies like Rosemary's Baby, The Omen, like movies like that that were Black about Christmas. like demon and devils and yeah. stuff like that. Those were the popular horror movies. Yeah. And like Black Christmas and uh, came technically first. It yeah. was it was a different type of slasher movie, whereas more about the thrill of someone, uh, people in a house getting picked off by an unknown killer. Yeah, it's a right? haunted house movie with a slasher. With a slasher. Yeah. But then Hall- John Carpenter made Halloween. It was a massive financial critical success because it's centered on a main character living through this thing with a mask assailant who we know is Michael Myers, right? right? There was never supposed to be a Halloween two, right? Because John Carpenter famously, he made it 
put it out. He thought the ending of um, like the metaphor and literal sense of Michael Myers disappearing. And then the final shots of the movie are the most chilling things in the movie of yeah. you. It's just shots of the town and you hear Michael Myers breathing, signifying these boogeymen can be anywhere at any time. Anywhere. That was such a financial hit that studio went, you're going to make Halloween too. <laughs> John Carpenter went, I don't want to direct it. I'll write it because I got other shit to do. He went on yeah. to make the fog and other stuff like that. So he wrote Halloween two and definitively blew up Loomis and Michael Myers at the end of that movie and said, no more. I, I've definitively said, yeah, they're not coming back. Yeah, and they went great. Halloween two also giant success. So they said, John, you're going to make a Halloween three. He went, okay, <laughs> but I'm going to be a stinker about it. And they went do you. These movies have made so much goddamn money. Yeah, yeah. Do whatever you want. Make whatever movie and put Halloween three on the cover. And that's exactly what so he, he did. made Halloween three season of the witch, which is I love that. I think it's a great movie. It's a bad movie. Stop. Stop it. Whoa. Do we just have a body switch scenario? No, it's it's what wow. did you say? It's Whoa. Not, it's not I've never experienced this. We're going to, we're going to move on it's real quick. Anyways, about Halloween three. That's whenever John Carpenter went. I want Halloween to be an anthology. I want it to yes. be about Halloween and different things happening on Halloween. Everyone hated it because it is a good movie, but <laughs> it's got to poke the bear one more time. Yeah, <laughs> but everyone was like, we want Michael Myers back. What, what are we doing? Why are we making this thing about Halloween? mask and stuff like that. So it was a big financial and critical failure. So then they came back and they're like, well, we got to make something. John, you're going to make a Michael Myers movie. He went, okay. So he got Deborah Hill, who was his writing partner, executive producer, things like that. They were starting to work on the story of Michael Myers coming back. They got uh, the guy who wrote the novelizations for the movie. Oh, yeah. Made that book right. into a movie. That's right. Yeah. He wrote the novelizations for the movie. Um, his name is real fast. Uh, Dennis Etchison. So he wrote the novelization for the fog Halloween two and three and they went, hey, you like handle that really well. Do you have ideas? We have ideas for Halloween four. Let's make Halloween four. So with that, let's get into Halloween four. Yeah, okay? yeah. John Carpenter's Halloween John four. Carpenter's yeah. Halloween four. Halloween four opens many years later with a grown up Lindsay Wallace and uh, the other kid. Uh, uh, Damn fuck. I'm, I'm thinking to the author. That's 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 terrible. Uh, the kid she was uh, babysitting in the movie uh, Tommy Jarvis. Oh, yeah, uh, Tommy yeah, Jarvis yeah, and Lindsay yeah. Wall. Uh -huh. So they're like teenagers now. It were like 10 15 years removed from the thing. Mm -hmm. uh, the city the town of Haddonfield has got rid of totally everything dealing with Halloween because they're like, hey, that was awful. That was bad. We're not celebrating Halloween anymore. Yeah, because of reasons we find out as the movie progresses. So these kids um, and it opens. It's a little bit more uh, kind of esoteric for reasons we'll get into later, but it opens with a couple of interesting nightmare scenarios for Lindsay and Tommy because Lindsay does not remember anything that has happened at with Michael Myers 10 years previous. Tommy has nightmares about it and he's kind of starting. He goes to a therapist and they're trying to trying to figure out what happened. So the whole idea of Michael Myers is that's that's not a no one knows what that is anymore, yeah, or yeah. they're keeping it tamped down. Sure. So the kids being rebellious teenagers, they're like, we're going to celebrate Halloween, but not call it Halloween in a fun dance. You know, how kids love dances and kids, teenagers. Teenagers love to have dances. I, if I've seen one movie, it's footloose. Yes. So in and I'll get to the first major Michael Myers thing. Yeah. yeah. In what hints at what is to come uh -huh. and then I'll let Brian go. But basically it culminates in um, 
uh, a character named Darcy, who is Lindsay's Lindsay Wallace's friend, goes to a pumpkin patch, and they have to go out of town because there's no pumpkin patch in Haddonfield because they don't celebrate Halloween. No, that's right. So it's right on the edge of town. Um, and this sequence, and again, you the script for ha- this Halloween yeah. four is available. You could read it, and it is amazing. Oh I think it's very God. good. Um, as well as a, a podcast called Best Movies Never Made, also did a two part series on it. And in the book, I got Vargas for Halloween about yeah. the sh- making the shape. That I think they talk about all this too. But Darcy goes to this pumpkin patch out of town with this creepy old proprietor. You always have to have a creepy old man, of course, wanting her to do stuff. Buy buy pumpkins, Brian. How dare you? <laughs> um, the proprietor he he telling her about buying pumpkins. He's like showing her how to carve and stuff like that. Then he's like, oh, I got to go find some other stuff. I'll be right back. Two minutes. He leaves. And she wanders in the pumpkin patch, and the pumpkin patch gets bigger and more Ooh. and more spooky. Yeah, like she's going into something else weird, right? Uh-huh. She finds a good pumpkin and she pulls it out, and the whole pumpkin thing like kind of like crumbles around her, so it's harder to like move around. And and, and everyone she steps on turns out all the pumpkins are rotten, mm. so they're bad. Yeah. So she's like, "Fuck this!" Like I'm get I'm gonna go find that guy. I'm getting out of here. So she turns to leave, and as she's walking out more of these like little pumpkin like you know pyramids whatever are like falling down around her making it harder and harder to leave and eventually a big one crumbles down on her and she's like kind of trapped basically Uh and she turns around and sees the shape and then a knife is arced through the air and stabs her to death through like in the pumpkins through the pumpkins and that's like the first major like what is happening why is this guy here? Why yeah. why are yeah, things yeah. so like dreamlike and weird and stuff like stuff like that? And there's a whole thing that they set up where Michael Myers is like, m- you know, the whole thing where Michael Myers moves faster yeah. despite walking, where you get a sense of that hardcore in this pumpkin patch because she's like, do I see a guy over that's really weird? And then she turns around, it's like, wait, why is that guy like that's there's like a f- shape over there too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. as she's like trying to run out of there, it's, it's just pelting her more. So we'll get to the culmination of it. But I, I I love this script. I love this idea and I love where it goes and I can't wait to, to share that with you. Okay. Uh, Fargus, I'm going to pitch you a movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you and I were in an elevator. And this, I one said, I'm, this one I'm very excited about. And I said, uh, well, I've got I've got this idea for for a, a noir movie. Uh, who are you? Oh, my name my name is Robert Zemeckis. Oh, okay. I'm interested, Robert. I, Can I call uh, you Bobby Z? <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm just the elevator man. My bad. Uh, tenth floor. Yes. Ding 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 ding. I want this old grizzled uh, cop to have to solve a murder. Sounds pretty great, right? Pretty great. Pretty great. But I. Uh, What's I the wa- twist? gotta have a twist well there's no twist i just want him i just want his partner to be some zany cartoon rabbit are you with me i am interested now it's ding ding uh roger your floor is off on (laughs) uh floor 10 ding ding the rabbit's gonna be drawn it's a cartoon (laughs) i'm doing roger rabbit hell yes who framed roger rabbit now hell yeah of course that movie exists we know that very well that movie was that that one's good that was it is good that one was a success boy, boy despite its wild elevator pitch and yeah cartoons are real and they live among us and deal with it <laughs> basically uh but, that's the movie <laughs> but also they like it, it's just a very strange idea because they got like every animation studio there were there were some that they couldn't get like they couldn't get tom and jerry they couldn't get casper the friendly ghost yeah, but Mickey Mouse and yeah the uh, uh, Bugs Bunny the appear Disney, in this it, movie yeah, show and up. Daffy and Donald. Yeah, did you know? Fun fact, by the way, that it. on both of those scenes, uh-huh. 
each character had to have the same amount of screen time. <sighs> that's the only way that that they allowed them to be in the movie. Right. Like one couldn't outshine the other. So sure. like specifically the Donald and Daffy scene where they're both playing piano at the, at the <laughs> club. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they both have to be equal. And this is not a joke. They both have to be equally skilled at the piano. That's really I mean, it totally makes sense from yes. like a business standpoint, right? But it's more interesting from a movie making standpoint. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. it's just so weird. It's wild. And then the making of the movie is also insane. Yeah. To think of the timing of it, like and everything because, you know, cartoon characters aren't real. Right. Right. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you have any interest about who framed Roger at one, it's a great movie Two, the making of it is just as fascinating as the movie three. Let's go. Isn't it based on a book? Oh, yes, it is. It's based yes. on who censored Roger Rabbit. Yeah. And didn't they make a sequel to the book? Like the book was that a book. I don't know. I and I think they made a sequel to the book. So. Maybe. However, Rod, who framed Roger Rabbit yeah, yeah. is like the loosest interpretation of that book. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I have not read the book, so I'm not going to dive into the book. You don't need but to. it is based on who censored Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Um, and what one interesting thing though about that book is in that book they sp all the cartoons speak in they still have the speech bubbles oh that's, that's right yeah, yeah but yeah, when yeah, they yeah, say yeah. the speech bubbles it they just fall to the ground like litter like you're throwing away like you write a message and then you throw it away into the wind <sighs> yeah that's fascinating. so that's how they solved in the in the book roger rabbit dies yeah <laughs> and that's how they solve that's one of the clues to it because his last speech bubble is still at the crime scene. Right, yeah. right. Uh, pretty. It's a very weird. Again, I want to read the book now. <laughs> Dude, the, <laughs> yeah. The way that they make these movies are, are very strange. So, with a budget of thirty million dollars, which was the highest Disney budget uh, at the time, was it a Disney movie? Uh, yeah. Or it was like a partnership Disney. Yeah, they yeah. they, like they basically Brothers? had to make. I think it was Par Paramount Pictures. Okay. They they basically had to make one because they were like, we need more adult cartoons, but we don't want to release it under Just the Disney this, banner. The book cover. Yeah. It's yeah, like man. a noir. Yeah. That's so Which fun. is That's yeah. So it's a noir book. Like it's a I mean, murder it's a mystery. Yeah. Noir film. Yeah. As well. It's just got right, cartoons right. in it. Yeah. Um so yeah, so they made it with you know Steven Spielberg and and, and Robert Zemeckis. Um now Robert Zemeckis had full control over this film in his contract. So the studio tried to come back multiple times like one one being they wanted they, they were like Jessica Rabbit is drawn too sexily and yep. he was like I'm he gonna make like, her sexier basically <laughs> Robert Zemeckis went did you watch back to the future where the guy tried to fuck his mom like what are you what are you coming to me for sure this is coming off the heels that's why Zemeckis helmed is because it is coming off the heels of the success of back to the future yeah uh, he, he, this he had fuck you money at this point he was yeah. like I know that wrong. yeah in the uh, fun fact in the VHS cut Jessica the Jessica Rabbit oh, and the yeah. detective get in a car wreck yeah, and she's flung out of the car and somebody had to animate her vagina because she's not wearing underwear oh, and okay. it's now quote unquote confused that she was going commando under oh, the dress. Oh, really? <laughs> where, where, I'm sorry, the, v the VHS, oh, the VHS you, you said? said? Interesting. Which is, oh, I think, available on uh -huh. eBay for... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, get yeah. you my copy from my bedroom. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 stop it. Uh, <laughs> I never. So uh, this movie with a cartoon rabbit uh, never got a sequel. Boo. <laughs> Did you know that a prequel was written for this movie? What did you just say to are you, me? Vargas? You're not familiar with that? I, Vargas, do you have your seatbelt on? Because I'm going to have you to buckle up right, right this minute. All I'm right. just going to give you the quick synopsis before I throw it back to yeah, Brendan. Over give me there. the elevator pitch of Roger. Who who birthed Roger Rabbit? Because it's a prequel. You're not wrong. I'm, wait. No, it's not. So 
Roger finds out that he's adopted his human parents. He's living with human family. What? <laughs> on his 18th human. birthday, he finds out he's adopted. Okay. Okay. From his human parents. They yeah, show yeah. him a picture of who his mother, uh-huh. his adopt, uh, his birth mother, his mother. cartoon mother. I um, his and Christian mother. Yes. Now, of course, this takes place, you know, 10 years prior to who framed Roger. Sure. Rabbit. Uh, and you know what happens about 10 years before the 50s? World War Two. <laughs> Yes, I'm Does he go to war. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it was going to be called Roger Rabbit and the Toon Squad. Is this a war movie featuring Roger Rabbit? Guess who gets kidnapped by the Nazis to then write Nazi propaganda? The you're correct. Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, oh my it's a crazy God. Movie. and while he's on a quest to find his real parents. Yeah, he then has to save <laughs> Jessica Rabbit. So he takes the Toon Squad over to Germany because I'm sorry. I don't want. I, I, I'm so excited about this. I can't. <laughs> no, go on. Go ahead. Because the army realizes. What? Don't get there yet. Okay. I'm sorry. Nope. That's part of the second act. Stop. So this is. Hold on. It, it, so this is the Dirty Dozen, but animated. It, it gets there. It starts out as like it's Roger trying to find his mother. He meets up with this human person who's also trying to become an actor in Hollywood. Yeah. So I and they're they're like trying. They get to Hollywood and then like things happen. When they get to Hollywood, the person that Jessica Rabbit is currently working for is yes. a Nazi spy. Oh, and he kidnaps kidnaps her. Jessica, takes her back to Germany. Holy. And that's how Roger Shit. gets involved with that. Why this other storyline is running about this guy trying to be an actor. <laughs> yeah, and it's like cut that shit out. Just give me no. the. Could you imagine a smash cut of fucking tunes fighting a blitzkrieg or saving private Ryan style? Then you cut to like this guy like, well, I don't know, Jim. I just was trying to become an actor here in Hollywood. Why? Why do that? I just make the movie that everybody wants to see fascinating. <laughs> so go, go ahead. Go ahead. Brendan. So the movie basically culminates in a couple of different things um, that ha- Darcy dies. The town is on high alert. They have a big meeting where they're like, listen, we're not going to do Halloween. We're going to cut it out. We're not going to do it. Um, the owner of a local drive in is like, hey, you can't. I own my drive in. You can't stop me. I'm going to show horror Halloween movies. OK, OK. So okay. sets up this whole like uh, drive in thing. Uh, Lindsay and Tommy are doing their own thing with the dance trying to figure out what's going on there. There's a great sequence in the script uh, at the dance of people trying to get away from the shape, which is also fantastic because again, it's that whole thing of like, why are there multiple of this guy like around, right? So essentially culminates in by the time Lindsay and Tommy get to the drive-in people are being massacred left and right. It is like basically what I've read. It's like one of the highest body counts in essentially a Sasha movie because yeah. it's just this being going around just killing people. So by the time they show up, the police are also showing up. And what you find out is, is that Michael, it is Michael Myers. Michael Myers is the, sh- is the shape. And what they kind of go with is that as we find out, Michael Myers is Sam is Sam Sammons. Oh, oh, fuck the, the Halloween spirit. I can't think of what it had to Sam Hine. Sam Hine. Whatever. Yeah. Michael Myers is the physical manifestation of Sam Hine of the Halloween spirit. Yeah. And essentially what happened was is that Haddonfield recognizes that 20 some odd years ago, there was a sacrifice to appease the spirit uh, and it was a family, the Myers, but uh-huh. one boy basically had the the spirit come into him and then 20 years later 
was the babysitter uh, massacre. Ah. So the town kind of realized it, and that's what like the the whole like in five and six the 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 cult of cult thorn. Of thorn, yeah. That's kind of where they get the idea from. I was wondering is if that, is yeah. essentially the the town is this big cult of Halloween spirit worshippers essentially. Yeah, and they unwittingly unwittingly, but actually kind of want right. to release Mike this shape. Um, and so basically the Halloween spirit Michael Myers uses everyone's fear to get stronger. Like there's a, there's a really crazy thing where like, and then it gets crazier where police shoot off his hand, like his fingers and they grow back because like he's not, he doesn't stop. Sure. So, so everyone is so scared that they feed into his fear and that makes him and then better at killing and then in the highlight piece. Yeah, Michael Myers grows to like 12 feet tall because the fear is powering him so much because he's not stopping. And then you in basically there's this whole sequence where like the police are seeing like 20 Michael Myers shapes like all over the place, just slaughtering people. And they're like, he, how could he be everywhere? This is insane. And then culminates in this, this one, uh, a Halloween spirit, essentially. Yeah. That Voltron Michael Myers, basically. Yeah. Uh, and then I think Lindsay and Tommy, they essentially realize what is happening. Um, they realize they can't stop him. So they just have to like run away. And that's essentially how the movie ends in this whole idea of like, there is this Halloween spirit that's in Haddonfield that we don't know if it's going to come back in 20 years, what's going to happen. And then the movie ends with Tommy and Lindsay hiding out and Lindsay starting to have the nightmares of Michael Myers again. Oh shit. Because remember early in the movie, it's set up. She doesn't remember any of that. That stuff has been like psychiatry, you know, the whole like fake science of psychiatry. Yeah. Um, It has been like, Medi- she's been medicated and like trained to not remember that stuff. Yeah. But after seeing it and living it with Tommy, she realizes that it is happening and it is going to follow them forever. forever. And I think that that movie, while not as bananas and crazy as that, I think it would be a, it's such a fascinating insight into like what John Carpenter, if he would have done more Michael Myers stuff, yeah. what he would have wanted to done, what, what he would have wanted to do because his whole idea of like Michael Myers is not a man. He's the, uh, the literal boogeyman. And in the first couple of movies, you get that sense of like, oh, he's like a person because he can be hurt, things like that. But why isn't he stopping? Why is he just the shark that's just moving through this whole thing and um, just killing just indiscriminately? I wonder if they're going to play into some of that in Halloween ends. Let's get into that. I want to talk about that real quick because um Halloween famously 2018 the, the re <laughs> um is basically ignores everything after Halloween one. Yeah, so Halloween opens it with and I like that's my favorite thing about these new movies is that it it basically establishes my, the whole thing about in the last and the Halloween movies are good. Actually, they're they're very fun. Yeah. They're very good. Yes, but it sets up this whole thing where like Michael you find out Halloween too that Michael and Lori Strode are brother and sister. Um, Halloween 2018 gets rid of that and just says, no, Michael, just you were just in his way. That was a rumor. You were just in his way. And that's what I love about this movie. That movie. Then Halloween kills the second of the trilogy. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Freedom will prevail. (laughs) The reason will prevail. That's all I can think about whenever I hear that (laughs) pickles will prevail. It's just a culmination of that night. Is that like, uh, is that Michael is just trying to get home? Essentially, there's something in Michael that wants to get him home. And culminates in 
what I kind of think they're trying to do, and this is a little bit of a spoiler for Halloween Kills, which this movie has come out since November. The new one comes out this, I think this year, next yeah. year, this year, right? Yeah. Halloween ends. At the end, the town comes together and kicks the shit out of Michael. They are they are winning against Michael. They they kill him. I they mean, basically they kill, kill him. him. They basically kill him. And then something happens where the like the mystique of Michael takes over and people yeah. get scared of him and he stands up and starts just he kills everybody he massacres yeah. like 20 people and it's so that goes back to to that part where the fear fuels. I, yeah, I think that's what it is because these yeah. th- what I like about Halloween and Halloween kills is that they set up that Michael is just the boogeyman. He, he can age. He is a man. Yeah, but there's something about him that is so just not of this earth not of yeah. this dimension or whatever that is fueling him to continue and no matter how much you blow him up put him in a house fire stab him shoot him right do everything like that beat him to death he's gonna get up and just keep going they've basically done everything up to this point yes they've done everything short of like literally blowing him up correct and that's why his head off i i mean they haven't done that i haven't tried that but yet. like at the end of halloween kills they I mean, they shoot him. They shoot him. They, they kick. They like use baseball bats and other like. They stab him stuff. with his own knife <laughs> right at the end of the movie, and he just and he just gets up and keeps going. And that's what I think is fascinating because Halloween Ends supposedly takes place like five years later. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that that's all I really know about it, other than that, the, uh, uh, Danny Kenny fucking Powers, Kenny fucking Powers, <laughs> Danny McBride, and he, he Danny McBride and his writing partner <laughs> such and such. They've basically they've come out and said yes. It takes place five years later, and it's kind of like the aftermath of that. And I'm like, are they tr- gonna do the whole thing about like five years later, the fear is subsided, but our fear raises up again, and now he's back? Like, is that what's gonna kind of be? Are we like? gonna get Halloween four, which is actually Halloween twenty seven? That's or that's the thing about these movies is that John Carpenter is not like heavily involved, yeah, yeah. but he's involved. You he know made, what I mean? He made the music, made the music, which is also, which is some of the best shit he's it's done. So fucking good. All this music is great, but, but the, that this, the score for Halloween, Halloween kills is fantastic. All right. But yes, I want to hear more about the tune. Well, we left Jessica in Nazi Germany writing pro Nazi propaganda. Uh, and of course, Roger has to get over there and save her. Um, now, Roger, he's not the only tune in the world in the war. My friend, are there Nazi cartoons? Maybe I didn't uh, specifically (laughs) see that. Okay, but the biggest thing to know is that as Brennan was excitedly saying earlier, all parties involved realize that tunes can't quote unquote die. Oh, no. So So they are then used as basically shock troops to absorb. They're used as a front front line. And that's what uh, basically turns the tide of the war. That's so fucked up. Is these tunes that can't die. Dude, this this movie deal with tune PTSD. I don't no, think so. There's, it's we're in, they're in the D. There's no PTS. Oh, yet. but this is this is what basically speaking of Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg read the script and at this point was like, we can't do this. So he like, w- what are we doing? <laughs> uh, Schindler's List was in pre-production. Uh huh. And what he wanted to specifically avoid w- with part of this was. Yeah. The quote unquote. Now, I don't know if he actually used one dimensional because the, Nazis yeah. don't need three dimensions because right? they're Nazis, oh, fuck sure. Nazis. but he had he had also made Indiana Jones and those Nazis were they weren't one dimensional, but they were a little bit like they very were clear. They were the bad guys. Yes, sure. and, and so he wanted to not do that, especially because he's 
with Schindler's List right now. You know, that's starting. Yeah. He doesn't want comically or cartoonish yes. bad Nazis to, do, you know, he's going to leave to that for Hogan's heroes. Fucking cartoons. <laughs> like, he doesn't want, I was going to say cartoonishly bad Nazis to yes, fight. Correct. Actual cartoons. Yes. So he, that was one of his biggest objections. If not his only yeah. objection was, and like, then they all I went. Don't that. Well, I don't know what to do any with this. Pro- I don't know do Roger Rabbit anymore. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so basically, that script from because of that, no, like since it was all centered, like the whole crux, second, yeah. third act were centered around this Nazi storyline. It basically did not happen. But at the end of the movie, yeah, you know, he finally finds his dad. Roger Rabbit finds his dad. Yep. Who's his dad? Who do you think it is? Is it Hitler? It's Bugs Bunny. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh. But that makes no sense because uh, in Roger Rabbit, he skydives right next to right Bugs next to and Bugs Mickey. and doesn't see him or the, doesn't, doesn't be like, know. hey, dad. Yeah, but also, I think it's also I a little bit racist to put or specious to put. Oh, the, the only two bunnies we have. It's definitely they're definitely related. I bet Disney <laughs> would not like that either. Disney probably be like, nope, he's not going to, you know, Bugs Bunny. Bugs be- is WB, I think, technically, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Disney's not going to like that. I'm so sorry that, that, that he is the main. Yeah, yeah. He's the dad. Dad. Maybe. Doesn't unless unless like Minnie Mouse is. Hey, let's yeah, get, in, let's get in that. Huh? Let's get in that. <laughs> but uh, so so that never got made. The the Nazis and the um, dude. That's Toon Squad. What? Roger Rabbit and the Toon Squad. It, it's crazy. And as a rebut to him, I don't I mean, that's bananas and it's nuts. Um I I think Halloween the unmade Halloween four is just it came they both came so close to fruition which is what is truly baffling about both these movies that right was, that was going to be my question to both of you guys is like how close did this movie so get? At, they both had finished script as the fallout of it um, basically they submitted the script uh, the the per, the guy who is the head of the production company that put out the Halloween movies hated it. So he kicked it back and he told John Carpenter Deborah Hill like we're not fucking making this movie. This this is bad. Actually, <laughs> that's what he said. His exact words. Yeah. So that's what Brent and I are. So host. then after that, after that kick, got kicked back, basically what happened to yada yada yada. A lot of history. Yeah. John Carpenter Deborah Hill sold their Halloween stakes in producing sure. rights and blah, blah blah, including that script. They sold the script to the company who then ripped it up and then like basically all they used was the cult of Thornton stuff. Um, and that was like the whole like fallout of like that's why John Carpenter wasn't involved in any more right. Halloween movies is because he literally sold his rights to the franchise yeah. until many years later um, a great wonderful group of people came to him and went John we want you to be involved again. He went if you pay me fine. Yeah, <laughs> like, I guess I can take my break from video gaming. Correct. That's uh, all he does now. And then to circle back real fast Megalopolis the Francis Ford Coppola oh. project. Yeah, yeah, the plot remains something of a mystery. But basically, he said in the past that it, it was going to be made in the tradition of a Roman epic, but set in the utopian version of New York City called New Rome. Um, they've described the project as a love story. There's also a philosophical, philosophical investigation of the nature of man. That sounds like hot garbage. And <laughs> this man has started his own winery to fund this project. You know, they're going to be drinking his wine in that movie. Uh Bring me my favorite <laughs> wine, the biggest goblet of Francis Ford Coppola wine. Put it in a Francis Ford Coppola. You know what I'm saying? But really, if you pick either one of these, I'd be happy with it. I, I mean, I have no, nothing bad to you, say about this Roger Rabbit thing because it is also banana. It's crazy. You guys pick. Do you have any? Do you have any last? 
comments. Uh, I think they should make both of these movies. I <laughs> listen. If they came out like a graphic novel of the rabbit of Roger Rabbit thing, that's amazing. A, that's not bad. Even idea. the Halloween thing, Halloween yeah. four, John Carpenter's Halloween four, much like they did with like Big Trouble in Little China. They kept making other yeah. stuff. I think it'd be so fascinating well, to see. So they've th- there's been a history of Dark Horse making correct um, yes scripts into comic books. Mm-hmm. They did the original Alien. They did the original Alien three. Right. The thing was that those movies got made. <laughs> well, the original <laughs> scripts didn't though. Right. Oh this well, yeah, based yeah. on like William Gibson's original Alien three script. Yes, which is crazy. If you ever, it's out there. You can find that stuff. It's crazy. You can read the comic book version yes, and of you it. the comic book. <laughs> as well as I think Neil Blomkamp's Alien five with, with yeah with returning Michael Bean who yeah. died and seeing Scorny Reaver coming yeah, back would be fascinating. Um, wow, you guys, you guys really knocked it out of the park with this one. Both of you I always do baby. Really, right up truly. right up your alley. Um, I'm surprised neither of you picked uh, Jurassic Park five. Well, with the we've human ta- we, dinosaur we, we've hybrids. talked about it a lot. I think on this podcast several times, probably. And I, I just felt like these two were so much more sh- stronger Man. and just more interesting. Yeah, don't get me wrong. That's dinosaurs enough. who are programmed to fight people and yeah. have guns. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, but I don't know. There's just something about these two that just like spoke to me. There's enough movies about dinosaurs fucking people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> what movies are you nah, watching? Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go with Brian because it was far more surprising. Yes. Um. I mean, you just say cartoons fight Nazis and you're I like, mean, all right, yeah, yeah, let's go. Human Nazis. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna have to get. You said both of these have finished scripts. Yeah. You. you yeah. You can okay. literally find Halloween Four online. Yeah. As well as if you have any interest, there's two parts. The best movies never made, where they read the script. Like they they talk about the history of it. Oh yeah. And then they go through and read the script and it is amazing. Okay. It's so interesting. And then yeah, I'm pretty sure Roger Rabbit fights the Nazis. That is available. That you can find that online as well. I'm sorry, I call them the Toon Squad. It's Roger Rabbit and the Toon Platoon. Because of course it is. The platoon, of course. <laughs> Get so Charlie much Sheen in better. <laughs> oh my god. That's, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with yeah. Brian. I'm gonna read both of these scripts and come back in two weeks with a rebuttal good luck man god i like it i dig it that's so good (laughs) thank you boys you're so welcome all right so for next time what i want for the boys we're going to keep on an interesting movie train okay okay? i want to know what is the best movie that came from like a book like source material whatever that didn't get it you know what i mean like what's the best of those movies, you know, which there are many of them that came yeah. from like another property that was such a swing and a mess, but it is what's the best like one of those. So the movie the, has to be good. What? I mean, what's the yeah, best? Like what's the best? Of that? best. Okay. Hmm. okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to know what's the best of those because there's there's many properties out there that are based on a book, yeah, a yeah. game, something. What more is than, more than you'd think? I would more say more than yeah. you would think. And that's why I think it opens up to oh, many different things. But you but based on any other IP any any type of it has a source material that's just based book. on okay and okay. what is the best what is the best of those that you, like you ever seen Dwayne the Rock Johnson and doom because <laughs> <laughs> no one has because oh it flopped how about uh, the sequel to that movie oh, oh which is actually fine doom annihilation or whatever the fuck it's called that's right <laughs> but yes I, I want specifically one that like missed the mark it's well known yeah, yeah. that many of them don't hit hit the way they're supposed to. What's the best one of those? What's the okay. best one of those 
weird, like whatever things that's based on some type of other source material. It's going to be yeah. hard to word that Google search, but uh, I'm certain I can do it. I you got it. Fine. Hey, uh, thanks for listening. We every Monday, you know, we're here. We're here for you on your Monday work week. We're getting drunk while you're sitting at a keyboard or, or maybe uh, getting drunk too. Who knows? Yeah, who knows <laughs> if you're working right, you're working with us. Uh, subscribe to us on whatever you listen to us on. It's greatly appreciated for the metrics so we can show up on other people who don't know us uh, on their explore page or you might like pages. That would be great. Rate us if you can on whatever you listen to us on. We are on Google Play, Apple, Spotify, all the big ones, all the little ones. Uh, Follow social medias at debates on tap on Twitter at debates on pictures on Instagram. Uh, You can email us at debates on fans at gmail.com. Anything else? Uh, No charity event this week. (laughs) Not this week. (laughs) Let me know your favorite unmade movies because i'll talk about unmade there are movies. a lot of them man like there's so many good ones yeah. to, to, now, i've to got nine through. of them upstairs <laughs> yeah i got pages and pages of unmade movies oh i get it no do you no <laughs> i don't understand <laughs> brian and vargas a lot i got a lot of unmade brian and vargas check movies so. <laughs> all right well thanks for listening bye